Yo, what's up, everybody? We're back with the Hybrid Life, episode three. Uh, this week, we're going to try and incorporate some current events with the baseball situation, see what happened uh, last week. It's probably going to be a little brief this week, but we're going to start factoring that into uh, the podcast in the beginning before interviews, and then if we don't have an interview for that week, we're going to just talk about baseball. Hopefully have a um, co-host within the next few episodes, and then we'll be able to go over current baseball topics, what's going on in baseball, blah, blah, blah. So coming out of this week, we have the Cubs back on top. Uh, they are... 20 and 5, I think, since uh, they started 1 and 7. Easily the best pitching staff in baseball in that time frame. They have like a, over a 1 ERA better than the second best team in the same amount of time. So they put it together. Uh, they're putting it together, I should say, obviously, real early. They just got done beating the living dog shit out of the Cardinals over the weekend. Best rivalry in sports by far, Cubs cards, one of the longest. So that was fun to see. It was fun to uh, heckle some of my uh, old college roommates that were from um, St. Louis. So uh, last night, I happened to watch some of the Padres game, uh, DeGrom versus... Paddock and Chris Paddock is pure filth. That dude, I mean, he is so good. I mean, so, so good. And like zoned in like you would not believe when he's on the mound. It is really cool and awesome to watch. If I was a young kid, he is definitely one of the guys that I would look up to as far as trying to model myself in game mode fantastic oh going back to like um the cubs cards though i watched espn on sunday and i do this every year when i watch espn baseball but i don't i don't know if i could watch espn sunday night baseball anymore because a rod and espinoza are Probably the two worst baseball announcers I have ever heard in my entire life. I want to I want to jam red hot pokers into my ears when I hear them talk. Especially Espinoza. Well no, both of them. A-Rod's I used to think he was pretty good. He is so terrible. You can hear his condescending voice through the microphone. You can hear his arrogance. Like, look, I get it. He's one of the all-time greats. There's no doubt he's one of the best. But as good as he was as a baseball player, he's equally as shitty as an announcer. I cannot listen to him anymore. If there's any more Sunday Night Baseball games and I'm watching with the Cubs, I'm going to play the radio in the background and sync it up with the, with the TV screen because I can't listen to them. Look, I might be a little biased. Well, I'm a lot biased. I love the Cubs. But I've never heard a player the caliber of Javier Baez get ridiculed as much as he does being 
an MVP candidate. It is beyond frustrating to hear Espinosa, who's never played one one lick. I, I understand she was a really good softball player. She cannot comment on the mindset of a professional baseball player in the box seeing pitches. She's never seen anything like that before. It just it it drives me nuts. And for her to sit there and criticize Javi Baez, who was an MVP the entire year last year up until the last month of the season, and this year definitely one of the top two players for MVP so far in the early season. It, it, it's mind-numbing listening to them. So I'm going to get off of that, but it just it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I would like to know what you guys um, think of the ESPN announcing, uh, or the broadcast in general. Um, who are your favorite teams? What what you uh, like to talk about or like to see what the new players that you maybe just found out or following, let me know. Shoot me some comments or send me DMs if there's some topics you want me to cover. Uh, I'm really interested in hearing what you got to say. Um, this week on the podcast, we have uh, Corey Hart. He is a two-time All-Star, 11-year uh, big leaguer, played in the big leagues for 11 years. Um with the Milwaukee Brewers for eight. He is a fantastic dude, fantastic, does a lot of really great stuff with kids, uh, donates his time for kids and high schools to help coach. Uh, just an all-around good dude. So uh, I appreciate him coming on, and I really think you'll enjoy the podcast. This episode of The Baseball Life is brought to you by Zinger Bats. If you are... Anywhere in youth baseball, all the way up through professional baseball, if you're looking for a really, really good quality wood bat, check out zingerbats.com. Uh, at the checkout, put in your code HFC or Hybrid Fit Club, and you will get 15% off your order. That is zingerbats.com. Very, very good wood. Come highly recommended if you want premium wood bats for every age group. We're going to jump into the podcast now. Really hope you enjoy it. I think you will. This is the Baseball Life interview with Corey Hart. Let's go. Again, Corey Hart. I grew up in Kentucky, so I was a... Uh, multiple athlete, football, basketball, baseball, growing up. Uh, That's awesome. So, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> rare. These yeah, days. yeah, yeah. 
But, uh, and we'll definitely talk about that because that's yeah. a big thing for me. But. Yeah, so uh, same thing. I got uh, just crazy because I was, I was good at baseball. I, was, I thought I was better at basketball. I had way more opportunities for basketball after after high school than I did baseball. But and what, you're about 6'6"? Six, 6'6". Six. Six, six. Yeah. Of course, I was 6'6", six, six, like 160 or something. <laughs> I was, I was, you yeah. grew quick, right? You were, you were really, really tall at a very young age, right? Yeah, so I was like... Uh, not really. Well, I was short. Not short. I was kind of normal, and then all of a sudden, I grew like eight inches, like one summer. Wow! So going in high school, I was I grew eight, grew, grew eight inches in three months. Going into high school, yeah, so eighth so grade to freshman. Eighth grade That's to freshman. That's quick. It's quick. <laughs> yeah, but I was the same way. But I stopped. I completely stopped. stopped. I was six one ish when I was uh, twelve and thirteen, and now I'm up. Oh, yeah, and now I'm like six three. So <laughs> I was kind of like the, yeah. I was a late bloomer. I was pretty good at baseball, so. Once I started growing, I went from, like, the fast kid to the awkward, uncoordinated yeah. kid. But then it just gradually just kind of came in my own, and I kind of got to the point where I think by the time I was 16, I saw myself, you know, something like baseball. I might be pretty good at. Yeah. Because right? I was just, you know, growing up in Kentucky, baseball is kind of an afterthought. Basketball is number one. Yeah. Soccer, football, pretty Are you a KU fan? No, I was a Tennessee fan. You were? Yeah, my dad grew up in Tennessee. So I was like, every like birthday present, Christmas present, like there was always orange in there. Huh. Like you're not a, a Kentucky fan at all. So I, I grew up actually was uh, in high school. I think I was all state a few times, and then uh, signing to Western Kentucky. Oh, of course, you know, like really good at basketball. They're good at basketball, but baseball back then they were pretty good. It was more of like my dad, you know, my mom passed since then, but they were like, hey, stay close to home. No. Were, they were a uh, Division Two powerhouse in yeah, basketball. Huge, no, uh, they've, they've been the one basketball for a long time. Oh. Football. They, they oh, that's right. That's they right. Shifted over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ago. But they killed. They were really good in football at Division Two. Yeah, they won yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. They're red and red and white, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's funny because I grew up with. Uh, I didn't really like them, but they were brothers. One was my age, and one was two years older. And they were like the, they they did a sports center like thing on them because they they won a national championship the same the same year but different levels uh-huh. one was you know went to Ohio State and they wanted who his name's Rob Reynolds oh. he was kind of like a linebacker oh, okay but of course you know we didn't get along and then his brother was two years older but the same he would end up being like a fifth year senior so they won his senior year and Roberts junior and uh this first time it's ever happened where two brothers won national championships the same year huh. at different levels anyway so I uh, when did you play football who did I? What position did you Oh, play? I was quarterback. You were? And then free safety. I don't know. Did you play in high school? Yeah, I broke my hand my freshman year, which we were 0-10, so it was awesome. Holy shit. Oh, it was terrible, oh, right? Tough. So then I, cause one of those things, like I said, Kentucky, out here, I don't know if they do it, but middle school football is huge. Uh, so, and, like, you know, yeah. you have, like, playoffs and all that stuff. So I was, like, setting all kinds of records yeah. to the quarterback. But then the... Uh, in super, middle school? In middle school. Yeah. And the superintendent's son wanted to play quarterback. The next year, uh-huh. I don't know how things are a little different in smaller towns. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, he's like the starting quarterback, and he can't throw the ball like thirty yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, <laughs> then I broke my hand anyway. So it's like my dad's like, uh, make, make we're done. <laughs> pretty much, make two sport athlete in high school. Decides yeah. end up being basketball and baseball, but my dad wouldn't let me talk to high school or college coaches. So it ended up being basically just uh-huh. basketball or baseball was kind of the thing I did. You stopped playing basketball? In no, high no, I played. Oh. I, I had, I think I had like fifty some odd letters for. Oh, colleges, but I couldn't open them. Why? Because he, he did not want you to play basketball. Like, gonna, yeah, he didn't want me to be distracted. No kidding. Because one of those things, like I'd always take like my backpack and stuff to uh, practice. 
I got benched my senior, sophomore year. My dad, of course, threw a huge fit because I was like, you know, starting on JV. I was mm-hmm. one of the bench players in varsity my sophomore year. And they're like, I'll say I'm not playing. And there's, you know, my dad, of course, went off. And I had to talk to him. They're like, they thought I was distracted. I'm like, my dad's like, he's playing baseball. If you don't want him to play basketball, we'll, shift. we'll, we'll switch school to something, basically. He's like, all right, so then I didn't get punished anymore. <laughs> but I was like, I was, you know, I, I was year-round. I was always year-round baseball back then. Oh, Even, uh, I know it's year-round here, but... Yeah. I did, In Kentucky, that's different. It's it different is. Thing. It didn't happen. So I'd always take my stuff, and I still worked out year-round mm-hmm. because that was what I liked and what I thought I was good at. And then got drafted. In high school. In high school, 11th round, which is funny because, you know, usually everybody's all about the money for drafting mm-hmm. type purposes. What year? 2000. Of course, I got signed for like 44000 In the 12th round? Were you the highest? In the 11th round. Were you the highest uh, drafted kid in Kentucky? That year. Yeah. Which is funny because there's no like, uh, there was no like reference where I grew up. That was sure. Like, that was the first one that was drafted. Right. So it was like, of course, my dad make it 40, you know, make it 40 yeah. grand. I'm like, oh, shit, that's made what my dad made. Yeah. Of course, I didn't realize there was taxes. And- so at that time in 2000, was there, because um, now it's like tears, I guess, right? So like, if you went in this, this is what you're going to make. Yeah. Did they have that then? Or they no, just offer like, you whatever? Was, they offer you. If you take it, great. If not, then. Not. Well, like back then, it was like they, they had the draft and follow thing. So oh. guys would go to junior college. Right. And if they, you know, like say, if I would have turned down the 44000 they offered me and went to junior college and crushed it, yeah. I could have got a million bucks. They don't do that anymore? I don't do it anymore. What do you mean? They stopped the draft and follow. So... <laughs> That's bad on my part, but I, I thought it was always that way. No, so that was always like that. And all of a sudden, you could sign because when we were in junior college, we were in the national title game. Okay, and the day before the the t- title game was the draft. So the day before that, there was agents, our teams in our lobby with all the guys on my team that had gotten drafted, trying to sign them the day before the draft. That doesn't they don't do that anymore. No, well, I mean, I'm sure if you're like, uh, they, they don't have your rights for the entire year. No. Oh. So, like, there's, like, now you have to sign before a certain time, a certain time say, like, oh, you and then you go back. Oh. So, but before, like, you basically say, right. I signed, I don't want to, I, I want more money. Right. They have my rights until the next draft. Right. Now they even do that. No. Well, that's so, better now than it's better for now. kids. Yeah. Because, like, guys are, like, you know, guys that were. And they can go higher in the draft. In the 30th round getting $2 million. Bucks. Right. So, I was like, of course, you know, I thought 44 grand was going to last me right. forever. So right. Right. So, <laughs> it was gone, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do with it? Of course, I went and bought a car. So my parents, I grew up pretty modestly poor. Yeah. So, like, I came home with, like, a car. My dad's like, this is great. <laughs> but then I had no more bonus. Yeah, so. right, right. And then you're back to making, what, 800 bucks a month or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. So, but it's, that's kind of where I started. Who drafted you? Milwaukee. So okay. I was in Milwaukee for 13, oh. 13 years. Wow. So I went from the whole minor league system there, of course, the big leagues for eight years, and then a year in Pittsburgh, and a year or Seattle first, and Pittsburgh. And then... Start, you know, coaching kids right away. So let's let's talk like life in the minors. Here's the thing: everybody sees big leaguers, and I talked about this with other guys before, like DJ on the podcast, um, our first episode. Everyone's and, and Darnell as well. Everyone sees the Mike Trout's. They don't get the amount basically making below minimum wage for the hours you put in compared to what you're getting paid and bus rides and this and that and the other thing. So give me your, give me your takes on the minor league systems. To me, the minor league system was a lot more fun than the big leagues. Oh, to me it was, it was yeah. really fun. You know, cause I, I, don't know, I was a huge 
I like I like being at the ball field. Yeah. It's kind of a, a field rat. So mm-hmm. I was always there. You know, I was by myself. So when I got drafted, I basically got drafted like a week after I graduated high school. So I left. I went from Kentucky to Utah and then just started trying to figure it out, you know. So, but like minor league, especially early on in minor leagues, like, you know, rookie ball or the, I was in short season right away. I mean, you're at the ball field at 12 o'clock every day and you have a full, I mean, you, have, you see big leagues, they'll take bad practice and things like that. That the lower levels, you have a full practice. I'm mean, like a two hour practice mm-hmm. of before a game, every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no like even Sundays. You're, you're, Sundays might be the, the the soft day. You still might you're still taking batting practice mm-hmm. in the field, but you have full practices. I mean, sometimes you're out there for three hours. Then you take a break, and then the other team comes out and hits, and mm-hmm. you go. So it was. I didn't care. I thought it was fun. I mean, riding. You know, we have three hour practice a game. And then especially if it's a getaway day, then you might have. A, you know, back then there was some fourteen hour bus rides. It's crazy. So I That's was in tough. I was in Ogden, Utah. And there was oh, the late, there was a team in uh, Canada, Medicine at Canada, or Great Falls, Montana, like <laughs> Castle, Wyoming, like Idaho Falls. I mean we were so spread out, but it was just it's fun. I was so used to being like you know, kind of had to be with mom and dad all the time. Yeah. My sister was also yeah. by myself with but that could make see so that's a personality trait because that that could actually make it worse for you if you were somebody that needed needs that oh, or codependent crazy. you would be done even no matter how good you are yeah it was weird it was crazy because I've never had never never really been away from home my dad didn't really basically watch everything I'd ever done I remember like crying of course 18 mm-hmm. I'm crying the entire flight because I was like oh shit I'm by myself mm-hmm. this is this is real yeah and all of a sudden, like, you get there, and it's just, you know, you walk in. I was, like, I was really good in my high school in the state oh, of Kentucky. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you go there, and you're, like, with all yeah. Americans from, like, yeah. you know, LSU and Alabama. Who did you play with? Like, who were the guys that you people would know that you started with down there? Anybody? Uh, no, my first year, probably nobody. I mean, the, it was crazy. It's probably the worst draft <laughs> ever. It really was. Because 2000 was a good draft year, but the Milwaukee draft was terrible. 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 I was really the only person that made it there. <laughs> And we had, you know, our first rounder made it for like, a, you know, a month yeah. kind of thing. But the following year, I went, I repeated. So I was like the guy. So I went short season and then spring training, you know, you have your six teams that mm-hmm. you, you come to spring training. There's like low A, high A, mm-hmm. triple A, and then the big leagues, of course. Of course, I didn't make any of those teams. So I had to go to extended spring. Oh. So I went back to short season. Then that's when like J.J. Hardy, which people oh. know him. Yeah, yeah. Trying to think. Um, super, super, super underrated player in my opinion that was awesome well, he's, he's one of so the best good friends, but like, still yeah he was up he came out to practice the other day oh he did yeah he's we're still good friends and, so uh, underrated dude oh he's like put him on the yankees people are gonna give me hate about this bs put him on the yankees and he is a way better player than Derek jeter is. well i'm a huge jeter fan but like yeah and jj won like three gold gloves i know while jeter was and playing. he crushed yeah so it was he was such things. a good hitter well i mean he just had the range wasn't amazing, but his instincts were so good. I mean, he, uh, got, he got to so many balls just because it, his instincts were just yeah. amazing. But obviously, people know JJ. Mm-hmm. And that might be it. Really? <laughs> it means like the following year. LeBron? No, that was a couple years later. Uh, so in Milwaukee, like little by little, you know, you, I went built. in 2000, you had JJ in 01. I think uh, Prince might have been 02. And then you had like Tony Wynn Jr., Ricky Weeks. Mm. So it, they started building up. Uh, and then Bronny was mm. in the middle of that. So that was kind of quite a few guys. Early. Mm. I was like the lone ranger and like the, cool. I wasn't like the first yeah. second rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And you grinded it out to make it up there. Yeah, so it was crazy. I mean, I went through like two instructs, two fall leagues, Puerto Rico. So my seasons were always kind of, I'd play the season. You played winter ball? Yeah, so I'd go, I'd have my season, come home for a week or two, and then go play somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like even when I got married, we got married after double A. You know, we had our wedding in Vegas. I came home for two weeks and I had to go turn oh. to Puerto Rico play. But you know, making yeah. money. So, I mean, you go from making, I mean, just talking about my car, so I didn't realize that you had to get taxes. I didn't have taxes. Mm-hmm. My parents were saying mm-hmm. they probably never paid taxes anyway. So all of a sudden, I get forty-four grand, which I thought was great. Now it's, it's gone. And all of a sudden, my first paycheck in AAA, I'm already married with a kid. It's three hundred bucks. I'm like, what? So, Do you have an agent? Yeah. So my agent, like, right. kind of started kind of putting us on a better plan, an idea. So we started having to. But you also pay him too. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> but we're starting to have. We were got on a good system, but the same thing. Like you know, I, my first three paychecks were three thirty-three. I think they were. And. So this is another thing I'd like to talk about. And there's no infrastructure for kids in, in the minor leagues. You don't, they don't teach you how to live a responsible adult life with getting a paycheck and budgeting. And, you know, I think they might go through like, uh, training on how to watch for people that are going to try and take advantage of you. Let's say, just say, but they don't teach you about paying taxes and what to do, how to live on a budget, having a family, if you have kids, blah, blah, blah. That You have to learn that on your own, which I know most people do, but also most people don't just come into a job where even the ones that are bonus babies or something, they don't have anything to do with their, they don't know what to do with their money. No, so I mean, like, yeah, that was tricky, but my agent was really good. He got me, he kind of got me situated. We're still, we're actually still with like, the same financial guy oh. that he hooked us up with in, oh, like, cool. in 2004. But, um, same thing, like, you know, then he put us on a good plan, and a game plan, basically, to what to do. And, of course, my wife and him are really close because we've been with him for 15 years now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, trying to go from, you know, the worst credit score imaginable with no money. Well, no, or no credit score for the most part. No, it's terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> but, you know, same thing, you know, yeah, yeah. I didn't know the whole yeah. tax thing. And then, of course, you know, my parents are the and... most uh, reliable yeah, yeah. In, that, in that situation. So, but it is. It's nice. It would be nice if there were assistance in place for that because it is tough when you when you actually have money. Of course, I didn't have money, but well, and take kids from come Latin players too. They yeah, I think really they screwed. they give them more obviously English type stuff. But that's I mean I play with so many guys that you know first second rounders that got a ton of money. That, I mean they're zero right. money now yeah. because of. You know, when you're 18, 19, all of a sudden you get two million bucks or how much ever they get. It's like, and you're used to nothing. They think it's going to last forever. All yeah. It's like, okay. Oh, so, but no, I was fortunate that my we got tied into the, the financial guy right away after the struggle. But yeah, then it was just kind of a grind. Yeah. And so, how long were you in the minor leagues? Six seasons. So your sixth season, did you get called up in the middle, or did you make the team from the fourth, like the so third man? I got man? called up, and it was, it was, I was kind of like little by little. So in 04, I got called up for like eight days. Then 05, I got called up for like the last seven weeks. And then I made the team in 06, and then I wasn't really playing a lot. Same thing. I was kind of a prospect. They wanted me to play. Up and down? No, so they wanted uh-huh. me to play. So I went down for 100 bats, and then I came straight back up. Uh-huh. So they want to say they just want me to get some, get some bat. pets. And then as soon as I came back up, I sort of went from Good. not really playing, the team was struggling to playing half the time. And then I think by August they're like, You're playing rest of the year, just we don't we want to see what you can do mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I mean I was I you know, I had to earn everything I ever got. I was never like the guy where 
we have this much money invested in you, where you're going to get. You're either going to make it or break it. So here, yeah. I got to like, you got a producer, you're gone kind of system. Mm-hmm. But I was fortunate. Milwaukee was amazing. The Eddie Cedar, who is the, the Milwaukee's AAA coach right now, or AAA, Milwaukee's AAA, third base coach, is that wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, he was my first manager my first years, and we were, we're still really close. But, I mean, I was with him kind of the whole way, and he kind of kind of followed me. You know, he, he took it kind of small. He realized I was kind of a small Kentucky mm-hmm. kid with no money, so he kind of kept track of me and kind of made sure I was, wasn't being stupid. Mm-hmm. Taking care of Yeah, and helped me. Of course, you know, I had kids early, and that helped me. Yeah. That helped a ton, actually. Yeah, yeah, because it grounds you. You guys, I mean, I didn't, you know, the stress wasn't as terrible as it could have been. You know, if I'm struggling, I still go home and play with my kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Versus going home and trying to find a way to make contact. Yeah. yeah it takes, it takes your, yeah, it takes your, your, um, thoughts away from doing things that you might be struggling with yeah. or whatever. Because you made it through after six years, it, it, Makes you appreciate getting there a lot better than, say, a 19-year-old that just gets thrown into the big leagues. Like, yeah, of course they're appreciating. I'm sure it's their lifelong dream to have made it, but they didn't have to, like, grind it out to get there. No, no. I, I drive, that actually drives me crazy because when I, by the end of my career, I was kind of the salty veteran guy. Huh. Those kids drive me crazy because, I mean, they're great. They get a ton of money, and they blow through the minor leagues really fast. And a lot of I mean. Some of the kids earned it because it's really good. Yeah. But, like, there's no, like, pecking order. There's no, like, they don't understand the whole. So did you think they were entitled by the uh, time? I basically yeah. getting arguments and stuff like that all the time because it drove me crazy. Because, you know, I did have to grind out. Yeah. And I, had to, I went through the whole process, and to me, I was as good as any of, the, any of mm-hmm. those kids. But they just because they got a ton of money, right. they're, they're kind of forced in these situations. And, and they're just entitled to me. They're, you know. It, it was irritating. Yeah. Not because they weren't, I mean, they, they were good, but there's no, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of older guys kind of getting on them where they just felt like they, not really said they belong because if they're good, they belong, but you still want, yeah, everyone's you good still want to have your, uh, you know, you want your lumps, you want your kids to have. Wait, so guys weren't getting on them? Not as much. I think things have changed a little bit. You know, the guy, that part of the game is getting a little soft. Where, uh-huh. You know, there's hazing, which, no, I know. There's yeah, no yeah. hazing. There's no, right, right. but you know, there was a lot of the fun things that made you as a younger player feel like you belong. Now it doesn't happen. Oh, you know, yeah. I actually enjoyed that type of stuff because I, it's one of those things you're, ner- you're it's nerve wracking in those situations for young kids. But at the same time, it's like, once you do it, you're like, yeah, I belong. I'm part of this group. And it's also like when you don't ever get yelled at by your coaches, you don't know, you think that they don't care or something. It's kind of be, it can be that kind of a scenario. Well, where, plus, too, like if it happens to a young guy, doesn't run a ball out or throws a fit or gets, you know, slams a bat or gets tossed. Like when I was there, the, the coaches would go crazy. Right. Not in there. Or the older players would just wear you out. Like now that didn't happen. No. Not as my, but not nearly as Certain much. managers, probably not certain managers. So it's one of those things. I think I like the whole like kind of your own knowing your place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's not as strong as it used to be. That part bugs me. Yeah, I can see how that would be that, that way. I mean, the game's changed a lot. I mean, and it's it's almost purely analytical now, I guess. And basing where guys go are just because of metrics instead of performance. But I think they're, I think that has 
and I might be wrong, but they're, I think it's turning back to a blend of, of both now before, like it was all analytics. And now I think it's an analytics with being able to play. You're in a, still in the, you're in a scouting kind of realm right now, right? You still help them out. With yeah, yeah, I do some stuff with them. I mean, I think I would do more if I had the opportunity, to, like time-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I have a lot of opportunity there if I'm free. I'm just not in a spot where I can sit there and Right. I mean, you're developing with kids now instead of like you, you have your, your travel team here with your son and both, both kids, right? Yeah. And then I did high school stuff. So I kind of get more ramped up to the older crowd. What, what do you think, um, is good and bad about what's going on with like travel baseball and, and things like that now? Well, it's tricky. I mean, I'm not necessarily the, the best coach out there. Uh, but I like to see, I don't like the whole, you know, the way some of these kids are used. People. Yeah. There's some of the kids, I mean, they just throw so many pitches. A year. Yeah. It's like, I mean, so it's, it's tough because I think I've learned to not do it as much. But like, you know, you're in these tournaments, like, you know, if you have one really good pitcher, it sucks because he's going to pitch every tournament. Right? Yeah. So you have a lot of guys, like my son, he's pretty good, but he's not our top two. So if we're playing a tournament, if you play three games, he might not pitch that much. So like your your best kids usually pitching every tournament. But why? Because the so say you play two games on Saturday, your first game Sunday might be your toughest game. So you pitch your toughest, mm-hmm. pitch your best pitcher, and then it goes that. But if he doesn't, you know, maybe he throws good, but you don't hit the you don't hit the guy you're facing. So your two and three weren't thrown as much, but usually your top guys always thrown. So it's it's tricky because you don't want to throw them. Do you think it's more about winning and travel right now or development? Mostly winning. Like, I try to – I play a ton of everybody. Yeah. So I'm like – we're, we're always I'm, – I'm sure I've talked about quite a bit with parents and other coaches because I'm – like, we go – everywhere I go, I'm the only team that plays everybody. Like, I bat everybody. But you also don't take everybody to be on your team. No, That's no. what's important to yeah, people so to I know. Pick, yeah, we pick right. – we, we, Guys that play, play because they can play, not yeah. because – they might not be the one of the best nine, but they're good enough to always play at any time of the game. Yes, but, you know, I don't have, like – We've always been the team where right, these ten kids play. And we have three subs, and you know, we play when you can. Yeah. How important since you played multiple sports? I'm a huge proponent. I kind of gave up on trying to talk to parents about that here when I first moved here. Like one of my goals was to get people to at least get their kids to play one other sport. It's almost a lost cause. So I'm trying to get them now, like what you've done, and incorporate actually training. In, in an off season, if you yeah. want to call it an off season, but it's <laughs> I can't. It's really a lost well, cause. It's crazy because, like, I mean, I've had parents on my team because, like, we're going to Omaha for the, the world. Mm-hmm. We're playing the College World Series, but then we're playing at a huge tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge out there. Out there, there's 80 teams in our age group. It's big, wow. but like that's you know June 20 through 23 or 24 something like that. Of course, the parents are like, "Are we going to play in tournaments in June? Other than that, or?" about July, I'm like, take a break and get, try to work on your kids, like, re, you know, regrouping, getting stronger. Yeah. Do some workouts, like, get healthy, you know, like, some, you know, healthy, as much as you go play, on vacation, get away from baseball. Oh, I know. It drives me crazy. I'm like, but in the same boat, it's like, I want my kid to play other sports, but in his mind, he's like, I want to play baseball. If I, if I, if I play basketball or play football or whatever, I'm going to lose out. I'm going to miss out on, you know, three, four tournaments, which he's right. He is, but, but he how much better will he get playing in those three or four games? He doesn't care. He doesn't want to. Right. But that's the way it is. He doesn't. 
He's like, well, I'd rather be playing with my friends. And do because that. they like it, yeah. you think? Or is it because they think they're not going to be as good? I think my kid generally likes it. Yeah, he does. He, I know he Matthews. Picks up, but like other kids. Does he play other sports? No. He no. Tried, he's one of those kids. It's funny. I, he tried basketball like last year. And that's a different story, though. At least he tried it. Yeah. My point is... If your kid's a really good athlete, he should play other sports. He's going to like other sports that he plays in. He's not a bad athlete. He's not bad, but I mean, I'm just like... Yeah, I know. I think he he generally just wants to play baseball. Like, that's all he cares about. He grew up going to the fields with me. That's a different scenario. His his situation is that's all he wants to do, and he wants to get better at it. But other kids, like like for me growing up, I was still looked at more basketball, basketball. I was better at baseball, but had way more opportunities for basketball. And uh, I had scouts would come watch basketball games. Baseball, they, yeah, they, baseball of course. Would come watch you play basketball. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm like, they want to see the athletes. Of course, see yeah. Where, you know, because it's the, it's funny. So that was I was trying to explain it to kids. Like, they want to see you do other stuff. They definitely do. But now, it's, especially a place like this where it's year-round sports. Number one, burnout is becoming a major thing. I know kids that my daughter. Got a full ride for softball to West Virginia and quit after her freshman year right. because she was sick of softball. It's a thing. Well, it's like Matthew, like he was the kid that was playing. Like he, we play our two tournaments a month, and then teams were calling, "Hey, can Matthew play?" Like, yeah, <laughs> he can. And now all of a sudden, like, he's, does he enjoy playing with kids he that he doesn't like? That doesn't know though. That yeah, he, he likes that. Like, yeah. But now I say, but it's funny. But now, like the last. Two times people pass, he's like, no, I'm good. Ah. So he's getting to the point where he's just like, I'm, I need a break. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So when I first moved here, we had I had the other spot, and we had basketball players that were really good. And the rec- I would talk to recruiters, and they would tell me if we had two kids, one kid plays year-round, one kid plays other sports, but they're equal as far as how good they are, they're going to look at the kid that plays other sports yeah. more because they're not worried about him quitting or transferring or just yeah. quitting in general because that's what's happening now with burnout. So, again, that is, you're right. Like, next year, so, like, high school, so my kids are so used to playing. So, like, when they were 11, so I took everyone, sorry, coach, when they were 11. So, 11, 12, 13, we played almost 100 games a year. We probably played, like, you know, 92, 98 games. <laughs> It'll be easier round. So it's yeah. basically two tournaments a month. We play a few leagues. This year we're probably looking at only maybe 60, 65, 70 games, which is a, a big dip. Yeah. The next year will be even less. Because of high school. High school. So now it's like we go from playing you know, six, seven tournaments in the fall, like before or until high school starts, I guess, we'll play like four tournaments. But I also think, like, in Matthew's case, you can't compare him because he grew up yeah, in a so. clubhouse. Yeah. And so that's just like every other – former players, kids that grew up in clubhouses, of course they're going to gravitate to that sport because that's what they're around all the time. When they understand that the work it takes. Yeah, you know, that's true too. Yeah. That I was at the field that's day. a great point. Like yeah. I had three months off, but my three months off were, I had to take two weeks off and then I started working out. And Is that what you did? Yeah, and I would, so I would always take two weeks off and we'd vacation or do whatever. Then soon we get back home and start working out. And then, you know, maybe... Were you always here in the off-season? Yeah. Because of baseball, the so Brewers, like, well, yeah. not early on. Like early on, I was we were in California, but then soon as we were able to move out here, like 06, we moved out here. 06, mm-hmm. we've been here since. But because spring training, I was able to not leave in January because I would have to leave in January. So I basically got two more months at home by being here. Mm-hmm. So with my kids and stuff already. So, but 
I really didn't have an offseason. My offseason was, you know, slowly, but it was always working out, and then it would go into hitting and throwing and different things like that. So he always saw that. And half time he'd work out with me. You know, oh, he was a kid running around. Yeah, yeah. Be, but he'd go out in the cage and mess around with me and stuff. But he saw me do it all the time. He, so he understands that I just, that was a daily thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, some kids obviously don't want to do that because I try to break it down where kids were. Some of my best kids, they still want two practices a week, and that's it. They don't want to do anything else. I'm like, well, if you really want to get better. I know. I'm trying to get them in here. <laughs> if you really want to get better, it's more than two days a week. Yeah. And they just don't want to do it. Like, some kids, they, they're just never going to want to do it. So they're, they're going to get passed up. They're going to just run out because mm-hmm. you, it's, you have to do other things, like, at home. Like, you have to. It's, it's what you do at home by yourself. Right. What stands out differently, right? And I try and say what you have to do something every day to get better at what you want to be good at. Even if it's not that, I mean, they don't have to go hit, but how about, you know, watch something on trying to get better or anything other than nothing. (laughs) We have to do something that separates you. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be doing something that's going to make you better than him. So, like, uh, I was never the best kid. I I mean, eventually I was the best kid Mm -hmm. growing up, but... You know, 13, 12, 13, 14, I wasn't the best kid. My dad was always like, or even 15, my dad's like, who's the best kid out there? And he, usually kids and I are like, mm-hmm. who's the best kid? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do something to be better than him. Or that's your goal. Don't mm-hmm. You got to try to be better than that kid. So, like, if that kid is better than you, is working harder than you, you're never going to leapfrog that kid. So you always have to do something that's, that's you know, separates you. Like I try to explain to Matthew, like, all right, he's going to high school next year. All right, there's going to be 18 outfielders. What are you going to do that separates you, separates you to make you better than them? Mm-hmm. Because that's who you're going to be with the next four years, basically. Mm-hmm. So you have to work harder. You have to separate yourself somewhere. Like I said, it's maybe not hitting, but you need to get faster. You need to get stronger. Like your first step needs to be much better sure. if you want to be a starting outfielder in high school. You know, they're like, well, because a lot of times you have 20 kids that play club, they go to the same high school. All right, well. Uh, and that's what part of what I'm trying to say is like, Okay, did you not play enough in the in travel? Was there a kid that beat you out in high school? Do you think playing more games is going to make you beat that kid out? No. Why don't you come in here or wherever you are and do something to come back, be able to hit the ball harder, run faster, throw harder, whatever it will be. Playing every day isn't going to do that. I'm sorry. It's, it's just not, not going to. I explained to my kid, you know, Matthew. Yeah. Like he's, he's a good athlete. But in his mind, he wants to be a center footer. I'm like, well, guess what? In high school, you're not a center footer. He's like, well, I'll get, I'll get faster. So he knows if he wants to be a center footer, he has to get faster. Right. He's, he can catch a baseball, but he's not a center footer strictly because he just not, he's not fast. Right. And, it, and eventually he'll, he'll grow and that yeah. might, he might be fast. Right. But so his, but what's his, he doing his, to get his whole game plan is I'm going to get faster next year. So he did, like that's why he, he wants to play Omaha. We're going to be Omaha. Then he just wants, other than that, he just wants to work out and yeah. get faster. He'll listen to this, dude. I want you to. I've been telling your dad to, you got to come in here <laughs> two more times a week by yourself. I don't care if the kids are coming in or whatever. That is what you need. I mean, strength he, equals speed. That's it. Wait till I, he knows. Yeah, he, he, I know. he, he said at least three days a week in July. Yeah. He'll be here. Yeah. He'll be the part of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he'll be here anyway. But I think a few of the guys will come. Good. Eventually, yeah, yeah. he's doing it because especially in July, we don't do anything. So here's a question I ask all, all the guys here. So, who was your biggest influence that I don't, maybe mentor or somebody that, like, for instance, Darnell said Big Poppy was like, he was always somebody that helped him so much, especially being as big of a star he, 
as he was to still be able to help a younger guy? Who was like, who was that guy for you? It's crazy. I told you, you know, I mentioned Eddie Cedar earlier, right? Yeah. So he was, my, he was probably the biggest guy for me. He wasn't a player. Right. But like, he, he was my manager my first two seasons. And I think he looked at me kind of like him, you know, he, so he saw himself in me kind mm-hmm. of thing. So he, similar background, similar background, like not a lot of money, not a high pick, oh, okay. like hardworking kid. And I was so, so he kind of, kind of kept tabs with me all the time. If I, if I got anything was struggling or anything was that, he'd always want to work with me and he'd always bring up, you know, things that I've done well and make sure like he had video and we would just, huh. he always worked with me and off the field stuff, whatever. He, he was just always with me. And of course I was fortunate. He's been, he was, I got to call, I got called up pretty much full time in 06. And like he was in the big leagues by 08. As a coach? Yeah. He's still there. But mm-hmm. like, so I was, I had him around quite a bit and he was, he was great at just kind of, I mean, Milwaukee didn't have a, a huge veteran presence when you no, made so, it. I mean, I was like, uh, early on, you know, I had like Ben Sheets, I don't yeah. Jeff Jenkins. I know everybody because of the Cubs. <laughs> All right. And so, like, Ben Sheets yeah. was great. Like, you know, my first year, like, you know, he took me, bought me a suit. Ah. We'd go on the road. Cool. I was still, I was yeah, already yeah. married with a kid. By then, actually, two kids. Matthew was already born. Uh-huh. So, like, I mean, How did you like Milwaukee, by the way? Love Milwaukee. Shut up. Dude, Milwaukee is amazing. Oh, my Where God. Chicago, Chicago's. I cannot Terrible. stand Milwaukee. All right, so put it this way. So Chicago is a huge city. Yeah. So tell me what you, I mean. So I, I didn't. Like sp- I haven't spent much time in Milwaukee. So I didn't like Chicago because it was too busy, or because you just had to well, learn how to hate the Cubs. Cubs fan. Yeah, of course. But like, I don't know. I feel like it was just there's. I don't know. Like it wasn't for me. It wasn't great for the kids. So like Milwaukee, there was so much to do outside for the kids, and so much to do. We have so many festivals. So many different lakes that they're like they're fun to go play in. You have so many indoor because of the weather, just like Chicago. Yeah. Last time, there's so many indoor places. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, there was a place called the Big Backyard or something. It's a huge warehouse. It was just like huge playground system set up. They had tracks. It was just you could always find stuff. My kids loved it. I mean, you lived there for a, a, long, a long time. time. But like we were kind of out in the country, so like it was just oh, okay. it was fun. Matthew had a baseball team. If I never go across the Wisconsin border <laughs> for the rest of my life, that's fine with me. You know, it's so funny because my kids hate Chicago. Hate Chicago. And Matthew like, hates Chicago. Yeah. Oh, and, dude, uh, so you're like in big trouble. But like uh, my daughter, when they won the World Series, you would thought like two, she was crazy. her best friends died. Oh, I mean, she God. was throwing stuff and slamming stuff. <laughs> that's so pissed fantastic. She, because. It's funny because we're going to Cooperstown. In a few Keep weeks. talking. I have to turn this back. We're going to Cooperstown in a few weeks, and like, of course, Matthew and her, like, we're going. Because I think I'm going and playing uh, the Hall of Fame game. Oh, you are? Yeah. So, dude, I get to represent the Brewers. That's awesome. Fun. But like, they're like, we're going because they were. They're so like, they understand it. They grew up in it. And they, as, even though she's wasn't, you know, didn't play softball. That stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, she loves baseball. Like, she watches. You're years. oldest. Yeah. So is that the only girl? Not two. I have a, oh, you have a little one, right? Twelve year old, yeah. yeah. And but it's fine. So they're both in a good kind of cool side of me, and they're just excited as me to like see that type of stuff. Even though, even though she mm-hmm. didn't play softball, she's like, have you have you been there? Never been. Me neither. So it's gonna be. I'm excited. I also kind of think the Hall of Fame is a bunch of bullshit, but still. Oh yeah, there's to me. There's plenty of guys that aren't in that should be. Yeah, like, and it has nothing to do with you guys playing or uh, voting. That's the craziest thing. Like, some of the voters... Frickin' like, writers? Get out of here. That's what I'm saying. Like, have it... How is Greg Maddox not 100%... Oh, trust me, I had it. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's funny, because he was always one of my favorite players. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's one of my favorite. He was... I hit a homer off him. You did? So, I hit a homer off him, and he, I signed a 
course, you know, I was like young and naive. I'm like, there you go. I need that signed. So like the, our clubhouse guys send it over. They're going to sign it. He, he like, signed. He did. He signs a fake one. First. Oh, it was like to fuck with you. Yeah. Basically. He's the best. Like yeah. if you go to hell yeah. kind of thing, great. My next. I'm like, that's awesome. Get to, I'm like, I'm so devastated. And all of a sudden he's like, here's a real one. Ah, like, oh. no, that's even better though. <laughs> but he was like, he was just, he was such a good dude. Did you see the thing he did with Chris Bryant? That was, that was <laughs> so awesome. I'm assuming he's like that all the time. Like the way he, he would talk and yeah, mess with people. I mean, I can see you being, I don't know, but I'm assuming you were a good clubhouse guy and that's yeah. what was big for you. Too. Yeah. Like towards the end of my career, I was like, that. So I missed 13 because I had two knee surgeries. Mm-hmm. I came back at 14, like kind of like off my reputation of what I've done in the press. Right. But then it got to the point where like, I just couldn't play. I was going to talk about that and I, we got off You're, track, but, but like, you know, since I missed 13, I, I thought I'd come back at 14 and be as my normal self. But then all of a sudden, I, was, I wasn't. I couldn't do the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, As far as running? Playing, like, I just couldn't play every day. If I played every day, like, if I played... You could still hit, right? You still hit. But like, even then, if I played and I had a good day, my knees would swell up, and uh-huh. I, I wouldn't be able to play for a few days. So it just got to the point where I got a job making decent money in Pittsburgh the following year just because they wanted me around. Right. I remember you telling me that story. Like, you didn't even play. You were here, right? I was here, like, for two months, probably. <laughs> But they went around. Yeah, and I was a good. I was good with the guys, and I was a good veteran presence back then. So, of course, that was kind of towards the end. That was, that was the writing and for said, you, right? Well, I came. I could have still did that with right us because I, was, I could have been an older guy and just played once in a while. But right, I'd rather be here with kids so. or DHing or something like that. Yeah. So, but I was by then even then I got I'd been ten years kind of year goal. Oh, and I got my tenth year in. I was like, I just, you I'm had ten years big league service. Yeah. Yeah. So my, you know, so then I was like, I just want to hang out with my kids, and I was missing so much. It was the Seattle situation, same as Pittsburgh. Yeah, so yeah, Pittsburgh. No, Seattle actually started. I was basically like signed to be the DH and play a little bit, and then same thing. I started getting hurt, and then my knees just weren't. Did old. you Did you do a home run derby in a, a 10, 10 maybe? You did. Yeah, so I was also twice. Right. My second year, I got. I was in Anaheim actually. I was in that derby. You were. Who who had who gave you the most problems pitching? It's funny too because we were talking about this the other day with some random TV show I think I was doing. Oh really? Yeah, but it was like a guy named Jeff Carson's. I know, which, I remember him. Yeah, yeah somebody was just kind of like soft around righty in Pittsburgh, and I think I was. It's funny because I was the, the he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so yeah. it was funny because I was struggle. I struggled with him instead of Ricky Weeks. I think we were playing him in a, in a series in Milwaukee. And I was like two for twenty-two, and he was like two for nineteen or something. Of course, you know he was hitting one, I was hitting two. Yeah. But I was like, "We're gonna face this guy." So Ricky Homer's off, and I'm like, "Oh sweet!" And then I get up and I hit a one-two break out of the park. But before I even cross on play, the trainer's on the field. And he like soon he threw it. He like threw, you know something popped in his. Oh, so that was his last outing for really? a year and a half. Or so. Wow! So it's kind of deflating. So I finally hit him. And it was but injured it, on that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. Did, did, was the new park made when you went there? In Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah, I love Pittsburgh. That, was, that, that was looks, my, I haven't my, been there yet. That's like my favorite park. It is? Like outside of Mill, Mill Park. Mill, Mill Park is so hard to beat. Really? Yeah. But I mean, Pittsburgh is very pretty. It's like yeah. old school, like the background. Cincinnati, I heard, nice too. So, yeah. It's crazy because certain cities that, you know, you just don't. Don't want, you want to go there, but right. also you look up and they have really nice. Right, parks, yeah. right, like Pittsburgh. Yeah, 
that, that is that look. I mean, that's probably the tops on my list of where I want to go to see it's a the game. Place. Yeah. I mean, it's, to me, it's the, the prettiest outdoor stadium. Is it? Yeah. Well, because the, the setup, it feels really nice. The Allegheny. They, they have plenty of. They, have, they actually get a ton of fans. Yeah. Just the, the backdrop is just amazing. And then I'm assuming Tampa was the worst place to play. No, they're actually the only place I never played it. Really? Good for you. We went uh, interleague twice, and I was hurt. Uh-huh. And then when I was when I was in uh, AL, I was I think I was on the DL by then too. It's just every, to a T. Everybody says that's the worst place to play. I mean, I can't imagine they have like they're so good right now, and they still barely get half uh-huh. half half full. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, so, what do you think as far as the kids growing up is like should they you think specialize and try to do that once they are like maybe in high school or what what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think kids should play as much of the as many sports they want because you don't really know what you're gonna get. Right. I think it's only gonna help like if kids play basketball or football. I mean they're all they're only gonna get stronger and faster. They're working on quickness and things like that that will help them in baseball if that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So I mean I but it's, I think it just depends on the kid. But training is a lot different now than it was, yeah. especially me, but definitely for you too. But it's, I think it's a lot. Uh, when you got drafted, did they frown upon your training? No. No? Because uh, there was a trend where, like, probably I'm 45, so I'd say, how old are you? 37. So I'd say 40 and up. It was. It wasn't a thing where they wanted you to work out. As, it was as opposite. Afraid. Yeah, yeah. They were afraid you were going to do something wrong. Yeah. So when I when I started, kind of, I kind of got into it where they were starting to push a little more, and you had basically you had to come into spring training in shape, in shape, ready to go, or you're behind. Right. So it's funny too because I played with a guy named Carlos Lee, which. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, he hit. Everybody always asks. If he was a great team man. Yeah, he's he's always out of shape. <laughs> but he came into spring training, out so shape. out of shape. Of course, you know, we're, like, fighting for our lives yeah. because we were younger. Like, we got to be in shape. We got to do everything right. With them. All of a sudden, it's, like, you know, kind of a heavy, like, he'd come in really heavy. Prince Fielder? Yeah, but Prince worked, worked really hard. Really? He's a big he's a big boy. He's, yeah. He's just thick, but he's a hardworking guy. I meant to ask about him because he would change his, the way he ate all the time. Were you with him when he was a vegan? Yeah. And he had the worst career of the life, worst season of his career that year. It's funny because he was, he struggled, he didn't struggle, but for him, he wasn't as good as he was. But he would like, he was, he'd sneak some food. Oh, really? Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, it really got to the point where it was like, after this. Uh, yeah, yeah. After a while, it's like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. But they, I think they made such a big deal of it. Right. Try to like prolong it as long as he could. So he would, you know, he would sneak some meat. To be a thing. Like, yeah. Then he would sneak some meat, like, it's impossible. And so I know a couple guys that are doing, that have done keto and vegan as baseball players. And I flat out told them, you are being, you're not trying to be, I know that, but you're a bad teammate if you're doing that because it is not something that an athlete, that an explosive athlete, the only athletes that should do that kind of stuff are endurance athletes because it helps. But if you're a regular athlete, like a sport, like baseball, football, basketball, any of those, you should not be doing those kinds of diets. It is, it's not sustainable to for performance at all. And I always use him as an example. Uh, the worst year of his career, whether it was a good year or a bad year, it was still the worst year he ever had was when... He was 
supposedly vegan. I use that all the time. And it, it's true. I mean, he was he was he wasn't as tight as he normally was. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, I'm sure his hormone. I mean, and that's another thing people don't get the day to day grind. You guys have 18 days off, yeah. and you know, four months or five months or six months. Yeah, yeah. it's happened too often. It's nuts. That is nuts. So I think he, that that shortened it up because I think he wasn't doing as well as he wanted to. But you know, it helps. I mean, you need energy. Yeah. You need, you know, so if you're not getting as much energy as you should because the things you're eating. And I tell kids. You want to be better than 90% of the kids you're playing against in high school or younger. If you get enough sleep and you eat decent, you will be 90% better than the kids you're playing against because they don't sleep right, for sure, and they definitely, they'll just eat whatever shit that they get to get. I mean, you don't understand anything right here about until later on. You're like, no. To me, obviously, you get get older, like, man, I need to. That had to be something, once you had money, that you either took advantage of or didn't really take advantage of until we well, yeah. knew it was time to take Yeah, advantage. my wife's gluten free too, so it's like oh. it only helped us because we could afford there, to get more. Them. Yeah, we could afford more options. Yeah. Because other than that, it's like, I mean. But I'm sure because you were such a good athlete, it did, you ate whatever. Like, I, I unfortunately ate whatever I, ate whatever I wanted. I didn't think about and it. I didn't learn about changing my diet until probably like. Your age now, maybe a little bit yeah. younger than you were, but yeah. So towards, I guess, not like I say towards the end of my career, I would eat a little better. But I mean, I was, didn't matter if it was a good day or a bad day. I'm taking home a bag of candy and because training um, tables were definitely different too. Then when yeah, you first now started, different. now there's like a, it's a lot more health. gourmet chefs and everything. More, but I mean, we had some chefs and we would get catered and stuff. But you know, but there was always just the racks of candy, racks of snacks, and alcohol everywhere. So it's like one of those things you're like. It's kind of hard not to take advantage of. Yeah, it is. It is. But it, it's always like gluttony as opposed to what you should be doing because it's your job and it's your business. Like your body is what you put out there. So it's important. Another, my biggest thing is like learning how to handle it later because, you know, if you have a night game that goes long and you play a day game the next day, it's like you're not going to sleep any sleep, especially. You know, it takes a, minute, a little bit to wind down anyway. Right. All of a sudden, like, you know, you go home and drink beer and eat candy and snacks. All of a sudden, you're not going to bed at 3 and you're waking up at 8.30. You're not going to be nearly as good as you should be. Did you take rest into consideration a lot or does that happen later no, on? I did, but it was hard. Like, I mean, if I, if I had a... There's an emphasis on it now. Yeah, now it's... But, like, I mean, there was talked about, but when I played, I mean, my mind was raised. Like, it didn't matter what... If I had a, a late game... Doesn't matter if I went home and just drank water and tried to go to sleep. I'm going to stay up till, I mean, two or three, looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. Like, Man, I, need, I need to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. I to play tomorrow. Right. And then instead, I was always hard. I, I couldn't turn it off. I mean, especially it was a bad, a bad game or something. I'd be up yeah. one night, like thinking about the game or what I did wrong. Or even if I had a good game, I'm sitting there going, like, all right, how can I repeat that? Nah, that's, that could be torture. So I do it because you can't do that. No, then I yeah. fall asleep. I mean, at two or three, and all of a sudden look up. It's like, oh, it's eight, three, eight. Yeah. That sucks. Well, cool, man. We're going to wrap it up, but I really appreciate you coming in. Um, Again, this is another guy that's not big on social media at all. And he does, he's not here promoting anything. He's doing it because he's a friend of mine and I've been asking him to do it. So, um, I mean, I'm not even going to put his social media out there because it's, there's no reason for (laughs) for him to do it. Um, He does really good things with kids and, uh, He's just one of the good guys that I've met when it comes to being uh, an elite professional athlete. So uh, thanks for coming in, dude, and I appreciate it. That was a a long one, so uh, 
I apologize if it's a little bit lengthy. Corey and I got into talking a little bit about a, a lot of stuff. So, uh, again, I hope you liked it. As always, you can check us out on our social medias. The Kevin Bay are my personal ones on all three platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also check out the gym page, Hybrid Fit Club, on all three social medias, as well as subscribe. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you would not mind, give us a five-star rating. Maybe drop us a comment. Give us a little feedback on what you think about both the YouTube channel and the podcast. I can't thank you enough for listening. We will be back next week with another episode. But until then...